Sorry, my notifications are on too. <laughs> Thank God. I can cut this shit out. <laughs> and now, for something completely different. Hey there, Stony Balonies and Baked Alaskas. It's Sun here with Moon. And you are on Midnight Snack with us. So normally we've been happy-go-lucky, uh, vibes have been pretty light for the most part, lots of laughter, lots of banter, but this week we couldn't really bring ourselves to do that, um, because the United States decided to time travel back to 1950 or even the 1800 for a lot of us. So we wanted to take a moment to address what's been going on in the United States that is currently affecting women and uterus-owning individuals because not only women get abortions, because that's right, we will be discussing the Roe v. Wade situation that's currently happening. So Moon, could you kind of give us a little bit of a background of what's going on? Well, first of all, everybody, I want you to sit back, roll on up, relax, have an open mind before we talk about this, because we're not trying to piss anybody off. We're just trying to let you guys know a little bit about what's going on in the world. So, what's going on in the world is uh, the Supreme Court had a draft leaked that was picked up by Politico, and this draft uh, pretty much outlines that the Supreme Court of the United States is going to overturn Roe versus Wade. And this is Justice Alito uh, he delivered his opinion to the court. I'm just going to read you out the first line before we let um, Sun go into um, what she has to say about the issue. All right. This is Justice Alito delivering the opinion of the court. Abortion presents a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply conflicting views. Some believe fervently that a human person comes into being at conception and that abortion ends in innocent life. Others feel just as strongly that any regulation of abortion invades a woman's right to control her own body and prevents women from achieving full equality. Still others in group number three think that abortion should be allowed under some but not all circumstances, and those within this group hold a variety of views about the particular restrictions that should be imposed. So, what does this mean? For those that don't understand what's going on, Roe v. Wade is a trademark or a landmark court case that came to be in front of the Supreme Court that basically made it legal to have an abortion across the United States. Of course, each state has their own restrictions, and as we've seen throughout the past years and past few months, the states have definitely varying um, levels of restrictions. You have some states that allow you to get an abortion all the way, sometimes even to the beginning of your third trimester, to basically as soon as a heartbeat can be detected, you can no longer have abortion access. Uh, meaning that women and uterus-owning individuals do not have a universal code for their health care. And the only thing that has been legal or has held that legality over the years, has been this court case, Roe v. Wade. And so by overturning it, there is now no federal law 
that protects abortion access. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to read an excerpt um, that was in this draft that Politico leaked, or that was leaked to Politico, and Sun here is going to comment on it and try to break it down and explain to you exactly what it means. So the first one I have is, at the time of Roe, 30 states still prohibited abortion at all stages. In the years prior to that decision, about a third of the states had liberalized their laws, but Roe abruptly ended that political process and imposed the same highly restrictive regime on the entire nation and it effectively struck down the abortion laws of every single state. So what that means, prior to this trade or this landmark case, states had to decide their abortion laws within themselves. There was no basis uh, of what abortion was, what can what was considered uh, legal or not legal. It was all state based. And what that means is that several, several, uh, majority, actually, states, uh, 13 <clears throat> states. Yeah, it's a boomerang law. 13 states have this boomerang law, which as soon as Roe versus Wade gets overturned, abortion will automatically become illegal in those states. Yes. Uh, and we currently live in Texas, and that is one of our states. And Texas already has extremely restricting abortion laws. Uh, if you are past five weeks of pregnancy, which most individuals do not know that they are pregnant by five weeks of pregnancy, you cannot get an abortion procedure. Um, individuals can have abortion pills. Uh, there are loopholes and great organizations that help with abortion access. One of them being buckle bunnies. Um, they do have an Instagram. One of my close friends is in charge of it. They are an incredible grassroots organization that will fight tooth and nail to make sure that abortion access is still available for Texans. However, big organizations like Planned Parenthood, which serve millions and millions of people across the country, are facing serious threat of being shut down. Um, it's already very hard in those 13 states that will automatically not have abortion. It's already very hard to get abortion access. Um, I know here in Texas, an abortion, the nearest abortion clinic can be as far as three hours for some individuals. And if you have to work a job that doesn't allow you time off or that pays you hourly, that's a lot of money to lose just doing that, not to mention the gas to drive, where are you going to stay during that time frame. And in Texas, you're not allowed to have an abortion the same day as your initial appointment. So that means that that individual has to go to not only one, but two appointments prior to the procedure. Um, so that could potentially be three to five days just for this procedure. And that's what's currently happening. So I can only imagine if individuals have to go to a different state, different country, or even, I hate to say it, even doing it at home or back backdoor ways, just like they used to do before Roe v. Wade. Um, so putting us back 40 years. Putting us back 40 years at least. And the truth of the matter is, regardless of what you claim your identity to be, people are going to have abortions. And Roe v. Wade allows abortions to be safe. And for that not to be safe, we're looking at 
some pretty severe circumstances happening. And that Instagram was Buckle Bunnies Fun Texas. I'll put a link to that to in our show links to go uh, make sure you go ahead and look that up. Yes, and Buckle Bunnies, like I said, grassroots organization, and they help with those uh, gaps that individuals face currently. Um, with having those three-hour, sometimes more distances between clinics and their home. Um, so Buckle Bunnies will help provide transportation, housing, food, stipendship, stuff like that to make sure that individuals aren't sacrificing more than they need to for a medical procedure. Okay, and it's now for our next, uh, our next quote out of the year, our next uh, excerpt. And this is where we start getting into the Constitution part of it because the whole thing is that they're – it's a constitutional right now, and they're overturning it because they're saying there's no... I'll just read the excerpt for you. So we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right as implicity, implicity protected... I, English is hard today, guys. <laughs> by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. That provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. So, what that means is bullshit. Uh, what it means is that because the Constitution does not innately say that abortion is a right... That you cannot claim you have a right to an abortion. Which, you know, as we all know, our Constitution was created in 1776 by men when black individuals and other people of color weren't even considered human beings. Um, It was created when women could not speak for themselves. It was created before individuals who don't fit into the binary were, you know, established. Always here, but finally had a voice and claimed their identity. Um, The Constitution didn't even, I mean, as simple as it didn't say we would have cars. It didn't put any of our traffic laws. Um... All of these do not fit into the Constitution because the Constitution started um, before most of the America we know today even existed. Well, this also brings up another uh, another issue it about does. other things could be overturned. If that could be overturned, like uh, the rights to gay marriage. Yes. Yeah, you know, the rights to contraception. Yes, you know, and a so whole bunch on. Of individual rights. And this is when things get really scary, folks, because there's already states that are threatening to do this. Um, Louisiana is now saying that they will charge women and people with uteruses a murder um, for more, for murder if they get an IUD, which is an intrauterine device. Uh, it's birth control, folks. And son here, um, I have one. I have an IUD. And I need it for both birth control purposes but also I have polycystic ovary syndrome and that means that my uterine wall gets very thick. It's also extremely dangerous for me to get pregnant. And without this very important healthcare device, 
I don't know where I would be. Um, gotta love my Marina. Love you, girly. You've been through it. Um, but this means that people are going to be charged now for murder. Murder. And they're not even pregnant. All right, everybody. Take a moment. Take a big old fucking puff off of whatever is in front of you. Because if you're like me, um, you've probably also been <laughs> ranting <laughs> at your radio or whatever device you're using. You know, the reason we have these very deep podcasts, because uh, this is going to be one of many, maybe not on this topic, we don't know. We're about to all embark on some very unfamiliar uncertain territory being a stoner is innately or innately innately uniquely innately right um you know part of the rebellion in a lot of ways we are we are against the status quo um most civil rights leaders were huge stoners uh and marijuana and human rights go hand in hand all right moon Want to read us our next excerpt? Yeah, our next one is Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of the abortion to the people's elected representatives. The permissibility of abortion and the limitations upon it are to be resolved like most important questions in our democracy by citizens trying to persuade one another and then voting. So they want to put it back into the hands of the people, into the hands of the states. And this is where we all know shit doesn't happen, right? Um, This is the Supreme Court basically giving it back to the people, like Moon said, and saying, all right, well, if you want abortion access so badly, then you need to elect individuals who are going to fight for that right within your state. And there's a big, big word that prevents that from happening, and it's gerrymandering. Um, A lot of individuals can't get their vote across, um, even on a smaller pla- platform because they live in saturated areas or areas that don't fully reflect um, the vast major- majority's mindset. Um, Texas is a huge example of that. Um, you know, in our last election, our big election between Beto O'Rourke and <laughs> the Cruz. <laughs> The Zodiac Killer, um, as he's lovingly referred to here um, in Texas. The votes were there. Beto was going to win. Um, Unfortunately, he did slip up during the debates, lost a lot of the rule vote. But there's been several moments in these elections where Texas is swinging. And um, we just got a lot more Californians moving down here, too. But at the end of the day, our governor doesn't give a shit about that. As do most of these states in the South. Their uh, their government does not give a shit. Um, and at the end of the day, there's a lot of voter suppression and a lot of things that prevent people from getting to the polls. Um, it's a privileged viewpoint 
to say that they would be able to. All right, let's move on to our next point. This is our next excerpt. The inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. On the contrary, an unbroken tradition prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earth. Wow. So, what that's saying is that um, abortion does not belong in the Constitution, wasn't in the rights um, that basically our forefathers, right, because it was only men, um, wrote. And, yeah, it's... They're basically saying that to punish people for getting abortions has been around longer than not punishing them. And so let's go back to that. In all words, that's what they're saying. Let's burn the witches. Our next point. Ordered liberty acts limits and defines the boundary between competing interests. Roe and Casey each struck a particular balance between the interests of a woman who wants an abortion and the interests of what they termed potential life. But the people of the various states may evaluate these interests differently. In some states, voters may believe that the abortion should be even more recognized. Voters in other states may wish to impose tight restrictions based on their belief that abortion destroys an unborn human being. So, um, that one's a little bit more self-explanatory. I don't think I need to say too much on that. Um, but what they're, what they're trying to get is that with the conclusion of Roe v. Wade, um, they were saying that basically there, everyone across the board believes that the right to abortion exceeds the right, um, to life, their claim to life. Right. And, Ultimately, by stating that, um, the Supreme Court is unraveling what the Supreme Court is because the Supreme Court, the vast majority, voted for Roe v. Wade, which is why we have it in place now. So, in turn, saying that when they voted like that and created abortion, it was a flaw. It was not the correct thing to do. Well then why do we still have a Supreme Court if it's not the correct thing to do? If this isn't the last stage? Well, let's bring us to our last point, which concerns the Supreme Court and their decision. This is what they wrote. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Roe. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. We can only do our job, which is to interpret the law, apply long-standing principles, and decide this case accordingly. We therefore hold that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe must be overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elected representatives. So. Sounds like a cop-out. It is a cop-out. It's a cop-out. And they're trying to wash their hands of it. And by washing their hands, they're probably putting a lot of money into their pockets. Um, Because we know who's on the Supreme Court that voted for this. Um, They're very conservative. But then we have some of Trump's (laughs) neo-Nazis on there, too. Um, Basically, by doing this... 
regardless of what you think, um, you are stripping so many people of their rights. Uh, and last time I checked, a life that is fully lived, fully developed, fully birthed into a human being with thoughts, feelings, dreams, hopes, all of those supersedes a group of cells that has no right, no potential, and without the birthing individual would not be able to live. And that should not exceed the rights of the first. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't mean that you can't have access to healthcare, to having birth control. Shit for marrying the person you love. To having free mental health care. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, folks, does a lot more than abortions. And some can't even do abortions um, because of the areas they're in. Um, but they provide sex education, uh, STI, STD screens, um, you know, providing different breast screenings for cancers, different types of cancers, uh, you know, they try to fill in the gaps of our society and, you know, our government, our communities, um, and they're going to hit, they're going to get a big hit from this. So with that being said, um, I am a mom, which I have stated in previous episodes, um, and so I made a post because this is something that affects me directly and affects millions of Americans. Um, so I wanted to read off what I said in response to, um, finding out that this landmark case could be overturned. So I wanted to take a time to make a post on my feed and not just my story about the events that transpired today. The United States Supreme Court decided to turn over the historic Roe v. Wade case, the same case that granted women and birthing individuals the right to choose parenthood, to choose health care, yes, to choose abortion. I wish I could look at my past and say that I've always been the educated advocate and feminist that I am today, but that isn't the case. I used to see abortion as killing life, and I would shame others under the guise of being pro-life. Then I started to peel back the layers of religious trauma and patriarchal dialogue that is repeated in those settings. When I peeled back those layers, I saw that being truly pro-life meant advocating for the folks that were reclaiming their autonomy by choosing when or if they wanted to be parents. I started to see that our nation did not have support available for those folks that were forced to have children or that didn't get that choice. I saw budget cuts for Medicaid and shaming parents that use government assistance for health care, food, or bills. I saw less funding for schools and sexual education programs. I saw high rates for housing insecurity and blaming folks for having too many kids to care for. I saw the millions of children in the foster care system and millions who have been subjected to abuse. Then I had my own pregnancy, my own choice to make. 
I chose to continue my pregnancy because I had always wanted to be a mom. I experienced shame from folks I thought were pro-life or my friends as I continued my pregnancy at a mere 19 years old. I used Medicaid for my daughter's health care and was shamed by both employees and doctors. I remember being laughed at in the grocery store because I didn't have enough benefits for my daughter's food. The point is, I survived and thrived because of my family, not our society, and not our government. The truth is, I if I got pregnant today, I would not keep that pregnancy. Regardless of my reasons or the reasons of others, we are the keepers of our own decisions. We are the owner, owners of our consequences. We deserve to choose parenthood and bodily autonomy. I hope... Actually, I, you know what? Thank you, whoever leaked the document. Um, Because hopefully they can backpedal from this, but... <sighs> I don't know. Also, weak sauce on the argument for why they need to get rid of abortion. What makes it so interesting is that we start out this podcast sober, and by the time we're done, we're pretty we're pretty ripped. We're on the next <laughs> level, so we, we tend to get rambling on. A um, couple things that are going on also in the world. By June 988 yeah, 988 is going to be the, will connect you directly to the suicide prevention hotline nationwide. Yeah. Um, it's going to be awesome. You won't have to dial a really long number. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, we'll probably talk about that on our next podcast, Mental Health Awareness. Yeah. Um, other than that, we'd love to hear feedback from you at Midnight Snack Podcast as snack with the S-N-A-K at gmail.com. Yes. And shout out to my best friend, but also a badass uh, Goofy Goods by Ellen. Um, she created our logo for our Midnight Snack. Yeah, so follow us. We're everywhere. I'm still waiting to hear back from Apple Podcasting. I don't know what their deal is. But you listen to Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcast. So yes, and what I want to say personally to everybody that is feeling really hopeless right now. Please remember that the decision is not final yet from the Supreme Court. These are leaked documents. Um, so a an official decision has not been announced to the people. At the time of this podcast. At the time of this podcast, yes. Um, also, currently abortion is still legal. Um, your states, the laws that are already there are what's in place. I can't, you know, we can't change that. Um, but... They are continuing on uh, until things are solidified. If things are solidified, please don't solidify. Um, you know, so just take it day by day, 15 minute by 15 minutes, if you can. Um, and know that at least two people on this planet um, agree with you, are fighting for you, and fighting with you, and are part of who needs to be fought for. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening again. This is our third podcast. We hope we're getting better. We're trying to find our way here, trying to see where we fit in and everything else. Um, just remember, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time, bitches. Yeah.